namo dasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa namo dasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa namo dasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa I wanted to bring up today the uh, section about the meditation on the uh, first four elements, the earth element, water element, fire element, and air element. Out of this entire sutta, this section is in a certain way the most easily accessible it's uh, very poignant and uh, it's a practice that naturally attracts one to to do the practice because there's something about it that at least to me is very natural the previous part of the sutta about the uh, six uh, senses and the way that the mind explores objects uh, based on the six senses in a way is an encouragement to directly apprehend or directly experience the elementary qualities of the objects that we have uh, coming to us in our experience. Not thinking them as things or not thinking at them as the, at the conceptual level but getting down more to a, a simple level of sort of before there's a concept, one can experience the hardness or softness, the temperature, the stillness of the motion, and so forth. These are basic uh, qualities of what we experience can be apprehended directly. And then getting uh, jumping from there to concept or an image of a thing is another uh, a step of mentality. So the previous exercise of waking up the senses is a preparation for doing this elements meditation. There's three different ways that I think come out obviously from this uh, sutta about how to take the elements. Uh, for example, the earth element is uh, simply uh, described as becoming aware of those parts of the body uh, which are earthy. So that would be head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, uh, sinews, and so on. All of the uh, parts of the body that are more or less solid, that have the characteristic of being extremely hard, like the teeth, are... um, moderately hard or soft like our flesh. In the Abhidhamma there's a much more uh, technical way of understanding the uh, characteristics, the primary and the secondary characteristics uh, that make up each one of the elements. Uh, But that 
Abhidharma analysis is not given, and I don't think it's really necessary to do the work of the Sutta. So, the uh, instruction then is uh, pointing towards the uh, Asuba practice of uh, seeing the body and our own body and the components of the body in a very objective way apart from uh, the kind of enchantment that happens as a result of identification. So if you are thinking of uh, yourself or another person as a person, then uh, your attitude towards uh, your own bones or, your, or somebody else's bones or towards your own heart or somebody else's heart is one thing. But then if you are uh, forgetting about uh, the personality and just kind of uh, looking at it like a, a physician at the uh, uh, performing an operation, then you're uh, seeing these these uh, parts in a much more objective way. And uh, the I mentioned uh, you know enchantment because uh, one naturally loves one's own body. You depend on the bones being able to carry you without breaking. You depend on you know, having um, all the parts of the body functioning in their normal way in order to support life. And if all of a sudden uh, you lost some of the bones, uh, you might uh, go through uh, uh, pain, sorrow, and grief. And, and feel the, the loss of, some, of something that, that was, uh, was part of you. And uh, likewise, um, if you feel that uh, there's a danger to the, any part of the body, if you're, you know, uh, uh, say, uh, I'm at the age where the teeth break easily, so if I uh, was... Um, eating something and I realized that there were some pebbles or something hard uh, mixed into the food, I would suddenly become extremely careful and I would chew in a very soft way to be careful to not chunk down on a, on a pebble and break my teeth. And it would just be you know, the most ordinary thing in the world that I would protect my teeth from going to harm if I can. But uh, that's the opposite of the practice that we're doing when we look at the parts of the body as uh, just simply an analysis. So looking at the parts of the body and the separation of the person. In the asava meditation or the contemplation of the 32 parts of the body, there's, uh, I think, at least 24 parts that are more or less classified as being uh, solid and then the other parts are classified as being uh, liquid. So uh, you would see the uh, blood, uh, pus, uh, tears, uh, uh, mucus, uh, synovial fluid, urine, and, and so forth. Uh, but those uh, parts of the body are uh, liquid, have uh, the watery characteristic. One can examine the parts of the body as being unattractive 
in the sense that, let's say, like um, saliva, for example, um, if one is eating, uh, eating food and uh, uh, to be able to salivate uh, makes it um, um, uh, much easier to uh, eat and to uh, digest the food. And so one really enjoys um, you know, smelling some delicious food or approaching eating some delicious food and, and starting, starting to salivate. And so in that case, the saliva seems really pleasant. But then if um, you, um, if somebody, um, you know, spits on the, on the, on the ground and on the floor, um, you would think that was uh, repulsive. So we can contemplate these opposites to get over the uh, attraction. One can then um, methodically go through uh, scanning the body and I'll just say uh, visualizing uh, the solid parts of the body and then visualizing the liquid parts of the body in order as part of the contemplation of the earth element and the water element. Another way of taking it is uh, in the sutta it says that you... Um, Contemplate each element internally and externally, and both internally and externally. This, uh, to me, is a very uh, beautiful, uh, relaxing, absorbing kind of a contemplation. And it can be done uh, either in terms of other living beings or it can be done in terms of nature. Uh, so, especially if one is meditating um, uh, within a space that you're not very close to nature uh, in the sense of obviously nature is everywhere but I've noticed that when sitting inside a, a very strong building that's very solid and all the windows are closed and, and um, sitting in a room with a lot of other meditators then it, it seems to be very natural to think of that the hardness in the bones of my body is the same thing as the hardness and the bones of somebody else's body. So considering the bones internally, the bones externally, each part of the body internally and externally, the earth element within me and the earth element within each of the uh, uh, people or each of the living beings um, that one is able to uh, uh, cognize or, or visualize. And then uh, a different way of approaching it is uh, in terms of saying that the hardness of the, uh, or the earth element, the hardness and softness, the earth element within uh, one's own body is the internal contemplation and the hardness of the earth, uh, the trees, the rocks, the mountain is the way that the same element can be visualized or experienced externally. And one can go internally, externally, and just keep moving the attention back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until um, eventually the identification of the earth element within me as seeming to be part of this person, seeing something that's uh, personal uh, 
kind of disappears and it just becomes just earth element. So that it comes to a, um, a way of uh, cognizing oneself as being part of nature or cognizing oneself as being uh, no different than other sentient beings or no different than other living beings. The uh, fire element is um, associated with uh, temperature and in particular with um, the um, aspect of heat that's involved with uh, decay and um, uh, composting or burning. Uh, so that we can see that, uh, for example, the way that uh, food is being digested in the stomach, um, that there's a, a kind of like a heat process that's involved with um, uh, making the food uh, to disappear and making it to be uh, disintegrated and to become something else. And uh, the same way you could see that um, throughout the whole body, that the body is in the process of disintegrating and becoming something else uh, by way of the heat element. And, and again, one can see that uh, heat of composting and the heat of disintegration uh, with oneself and other people are within, within oneself. And the uh, uh, processes in nature, the chemical uh, reactions like fire or the other kind of reactions where uh, there's some kind of a material transformation happening which is causing the release of heat. Um, and the uh, 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 air element in this sutta, it's given, the air element is given and the space element is given. The space element is not um, given uh, 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 so often, but it's given in this list. Um, the air element, one could think of it as a wind uh, being like air in motion. Uh, there was a thought um, in uh, the ancient uh, idea of the operation of the body that in, uh, for example, moving a limb that uh, there's a process um, arising from the mind that causes a generation of the air element which enables the motion of the limb. So something like the um, uh, transmission of energy or force through the nervous system um, or, or, or something, something in that nature is, uh, is the air element. So then uh, we can see that in terms of um, whatever can be discerned about the motion of the body. It could be the movement of the air, of the breath, moving in and out, uh, the rise and fall of, the, of the, the diaphragm or the subtle motion of the body in terms of, of, um, of breathing, 
and also the um, much more um, minute uh, motions uh, that's happening uh, within the body in, in the process of um, just the process of life, uh, the process of remaining upright, and then one can even um, project or, or visualize or experience at um, like a cellular level with the, the way that the, the blood is flowing throughout the body and there's the, uh, the ex- exchange of, of um, um, blood and oxygen and chemicals and all these different processes happening in the body so that the whole body is, is a continuously in motion. Um, uh, I've often uh, heard the um, different uh, opinions about whether in the breath meditation, when it's a, when in the Anapanasati Sutta, when it mentions um, uh, cognizing the entire breath body, whether that means. Um, uh, just a simple breath like at the nostril or at some uh, defined point and it's the entire breath body in terms of uh, the entire duration of the breath body without any any um, gap of awareness or whether the entire breath body is uh, referring to um, uh, in a way seeing that the entire body is breathing. Uh, the latter interpretation, uh, uh, to my experience and, and what I've heard others say, is something that can um, very easily lead to a kind of a, um, a blissful uh, meditation that could be very uh, stable and, um, and a nice way to um, Establish the mind into stillness uh, because of the um, pleasant uh, characteristic of experiencing um, the entire body uh, as if the entire body is breathing. Uh, so uh, when you breathe, you might um, be able to notice either the rise and fall of the belly or the rise and fall of the um, chest or, or something like that. And you might also notice the um, uh, sensation of the breath, perhaps in the nostrils and the sinuses and in the throat and, and in the lungs. And then you can also notice uh, secondarily that like as a result of this motion, say, the diaphragm is going up and down, but because of the motion of the diaphragm, um, also, like the belly, is is being pushed and pulled in a slight, slight way by the motion of the diaphragm, and the, the, and the uh, stomach and the other internal organs are, are moving very slightly because of the, the rise and fall of the diaphragm. And, and with the, the motion in the lungs, you can see that say that you might be able to notice that the shoulders are moving in a very subtle way and, and one can uh, let go 
let down and notice but how with the motion of the shoulders and you can, you can notice the, the motion of the arms and, and see see how far you can take it in terms of noticing uh, a subtle subtle um, movement of the entire body uh, with the rise and fall of the breath um, or what can uh, have the thought that uh, part of the breath is the um, exchange of oxygen into the blood um, uh, from the lungs and that uh, the heart and lungs are kind of operating together uh, moving the oxygen uh, throughout the whole body and uh, kind of by extension uh, see the whole uh, flow of, of this uh, life-giving oxygenated blood flowing through every single part of the body so that there's um, almost no no part of the body at all that's, that's not uh, touched in some kind of subtle way by the breath. And so one can, can just uh, um, experience this uh, uh, continuous uh, rhythmic uh, rise and fall of breath. Yeah. Which would all be part of the air element. And then uh, one may um, I think of or visualize that there are other beings in the room who are also breathing. And uh, one might even think, have a feeling that there's a kind of an exchange of breath that uh, what is being exhaled by other beings is also being inhaled by me and the, the air element is sort of being shared by all the beings in the room uh, uh, and that this uh, um, breathing process is, is so uh, intrinsic to the process of life and one can visualize the process of life you know scattered among all the all the beings around the around the earth um, again doing this inside outside inside outside inside outside and then both inside and outside together and uh, losing the, the distinction of uh, one's own uh, personal breath seeming to be um, um, all there is, but instead seeing um, the personal breath or the personal air element as simply being part of the flow of nature. And so, as we experience that internally, we're just having a, a, a window into being able to experience the, uh, the flow of, of um, the air element in nature, which is part of the life element and part of change, part of change, part of impermanence. Then um, uh, there's this uh, uh, suggestion given for each one of the elements. Uh, 
to uh, see each element as uh, this is not me, this is not mine, I am not, uh, this is not myself. I think it's uh, uh, good to have some clarity about how this, uh, that's a very clear, like a verbal instruction. which is quite a bit conceptual. And we don't, uh, we don't want to have, we want to be uh, focusing on what can be experienced directly uh, without putting a lot of fabrication on it, but instead having the, the uh, aiming for this this mindful, direct knowing of uh, what is available to us in our experience as it actually is. Um, but what what happens with these these suggestions like this this is not me, not mine, not myself, um, uh, there's a kind of a I believe there's a kind of a uh, uh, some stages that one may go through. It may be that for some time, if you if somebody has not heard this instruction before, they may uh, take it as a concept. And uh, there is a sort of a, a process of uh, developing a perception of not-self, uh, which could include uh, hearing the teaching and being sort of available to kind of receive this as an instruction. It can include uh, some kind of uh, discursive thinking or uh, pondering or thinking about um, what this really means. Uh, There's one very uh, common uh, thought that it it comes up a lot in uh, Dharma talks, this this idea that... um, the physical, uh, the material parts of the body, uh, none of them are in a body for more than seven years. And so this body that we have is completely different than the body that we had seven years ago. Uh, and uh, I, I guess that's uh, uh, true. We could, uh, somebody could uh, Google and find out whether science really is putting it at that seven-year thing as a reality or not. It's just something that gets repeated a lot. Uh, but but that's, uh, that's kind of like a concept. And uh, that arises from somebody who's like thinking and pondering, like, what is this meaning? I would say, this is not mine. And finding different ways to, to understand it. Um, uh, there's another uh, phrase uh, that we hear... Um, it's a very creative one that Ajahn Brahm, when he's teaching about non-self, he says, we'll say, it's not my problem. So that's, that, that phrase gives us another way of, of thinking about it. So, so this uh, sort of um, uh, discursive thinking or trying to understand the meaning of the instruction is uh, to 
contemplate the elements in terms of not me, not mine, not myself. Um, that's part of the practice. But then, having uh, done that, what we could call, uh, uh, Mandaji calls it thinking meditation, then you kind of stop thinking. And uh, simply, in a, like an open-minded way, um, experience experience it directly, <coughs> non-conceptually, and it then. But it can be that because uh, we have uh, tuned our awareness in a certain way, then we can notice that the phenomenon is arising to our awareness in that way. Um, and we say, oh, um, you know, I can see this. I can see this not as a concept, but I can see it as something that's directed my experience. And, and that's a really great moment. And, and if, if that, when, that, when that happens in meditation, those are moments that ought to be um, really valued and really, really kind of like, like are marked clearly for, for what they are. And then um, if one is able to um, like occasionally have a very like authentic, direct and personal experience of, say not self, for example, then if you try to like continue doing the same practice um, kind of like being on the lookout uh, for seeing the same thing, then you may see it again and again. Uh, I used to um, have um, friends who were interested in um, being out in the nature, uh, uh, bird watching or uh, looking for mushrooms or something like that. And um, if you're looking for morels or something, or you, you go out someplace where you think they're going to be, and then you look around for a while, and then eventually you see one. And and the the way that the way to be successful in finding mushrooms is when you see the one, you stop and you sort of like meditate on the one that you saw uh, for a while, and like you really look at it and just really just just take it in. Like fully and, and very clearly. And then, having seen the one, it becomes much easier to see more of them. So, so that's, that's like what I, what I think is um, uh, able to be done with um, this uh, a particular section of, of the practice about uh, contemplating the elements um, internally and externally. Uh, as not self. So one aspect of the um, of this particular um, section of the sutta is that it's uh, very much a supportive to insight, and then uh, the other aspect to this part of the sutta is, uh, to me, it seems to be uh, profoundly relaxing. Uh, profoundly um, 
uh, and very naturally leading to uh, uh, tranquility of the mind, leading to uh, uh, calmness of the mind, uh, leading to a kind of a, a beautiful and a, and a great state, which is then uh, supportive of samadhi. I think this is all I need to say about this uh, part of the sutta. So thank you for your patience. Sadhu, 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 thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.